Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Is Matthew Spy... Well, I guess I am a spy. Like, how my stalker said I was a spy, and I guess I'm we're reviewing a spy movie, so I guess that's... No, that means you're a spy, then. Yeah. Pass. Yes. That that yeah. that automatically makes you a spy. Yeah. Do you have a spy dog, though? Yeah. Unfortunately, I do not. Okay. I have a spy cat. I have a spy cat, though. That's even better. Yeah. So. Because they're sneakier. Yeah, they are. Yes. A little bit more intelligent when it comes to hunting and stalking and whatnot. So. <clears throat> yeah, I, I do not have a cat or a dog, mm. or an iguana even. You know, I just, mm. I, you know, but a spy iguana would be cool. Yeah, that would be actually very unsuspecting creatures. No, yes. no one would really have any, you know, suspicions about their intentions or whatever they're doing. So, so, anyways, today we are covering a movie that came out in the year two thousand called Spy High, <laughs> a.k.a. Task Force 2001. <laughs> the movie had two different names. Um, oh, so, it did? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, according to the Internet Movie Database, it was called Task Force 2001. Makes no sense. <laughs> yes. But uh, Spy High doesn't really make sense either. So um, none, none of it makes sense. No. no. And uh, yep the the cover for the for for the movie doesn't make sense either because it's no. showing a scene that does not take place in the movie at all. <laughs> yep. Okay. So. Uh, so. Yeah, this movie... That, that's for up against people. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, this movie came out in 2000. This is part of our All 2000s series that we're doing here. Um, it was directed by Robert Hayes and written by Adam Wool. Robert Hayes has directed like some television and stuff. Nothing really spectacular to write home about. Um... <laughs> And uh, Adam Wool wrote this and the movie Search for the Jewel of Pol- Polaris, Mysterious Museum. It <laughs> came out in 2019. And that mm. was a TV movie. Yes. 
Yep. Which looks spectacular as well. Anyways, um, so, <laughs> so what's going on in this movie, Matt? Oh boy, um, this is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I think it beats Endgame, uh, Citizen Kane, even uh, all the greats. You know, E.T., Jaws, Star Wars, what have you. Um, I mean, just just the, the graphics, the CGI, the acting, the dialogue, the plot. I mean, all of it is just tremendous. Um, so what we have starting off in the very beginning is we have this riveting scene where this uh, scientist is frantically typing on his computer trying to you know, take, take some data away or whatever, and a bunch of soldiers are running you know, trying to catch him and then they break into his office and the soldier just looks at him for like 5-10 seconds without shooting him or anything, and then the scientist just looks like he's got to take a sip of his coffee, which the soldier apparently allows him to do because I guess he's a nice guy or whatever. And I guess, I guess last sips are a thing. Like I know there's last meals, but I guess there's also last sips. So he, he, you know, pretends to take a sip of coffee, but then he throws it in a soldier's face and the soldier just kind of like pretends that he's in pain, even though he's not. And then that gives the scientist enough time to kind of just push him up against the wall, I guess. So then he runs away, and then but the bad guy, he gets tackled by another soldier or whatever security guy or whatever, and the bad guy who's of course like a British, you know, like sophisticated dude or whatever, like I don't know what he's saying by the way because the the music is so loud that it actually drowns out the the, the dialogue. So I actually have no idea. What, I think he said, like, what a joy or something because the music, orchestral music blaring almost destroyed my speakers, actually, because I had to to turn it up just to try to hear the dialogue. Yeah, I had my TV up up all the way just to hear anything. And then I I turned on the the closed caption. I had to turn the closed caption on just so I could find out what the hell everybody was saying. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So did I. I had to, I had to basically do that, but it's you know which I do that anyway. Normally, I just I like to yeah. have the close sketches out. I like to read, yeah. read what I'm hearing. It's just, you know, just whatever. It's what I, actually you're the one that got me into doing that. Yeah, actually. I do it all. Um, the t- I do it all the time. For some odd reason, it was off. Yeah. On my, it was off on my on my videos, and then I turned it on, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is better. At first, I was worried that I didn't <laughs> okay. have the option. So. Yeah, sometimes YouTube will just randomly change it on you. I've had that happen to me before a few yeah. times. They'll just randomly just decide for you that they're going to have a different setting. So anyway, um, he apparently has some evil plot that you can't really hear because there's, like, orchestral music. Apparently, like, whoever worked on this set, there must have been, like, my theory is that there's been, like, there was some feud between the musicians and, or the person who, who did, like, the music and, like, the person who did the dialogue. My personal theory, I, I have no proof for this, but my personal theory is that maybe they both liked the same person and like had a crush on the same person, or maybe one of them was dating someone else, but then the other person was like also dating them or flirting with them or whatever. So then they were basically having like a mixing war going on where like one person would like make the, the dialogue like a lot louder than the music, and then the music person would like sneak in at night and change it 
And basically, they would keep doing this until finally the music person won because they were like the last one to do it before it like got released or whatever. This uh, so then that I, what's that? This made up story you have here is yeah. more entertaining than the movie. <laughs> Thank you. So so that that happens, then we get this <laughs> this goofy teenager dude named Andrew who's on like his two thousand computer, and of course, I mean it's so two thousand. Mm-hmm. Like it's got like the like whatever whatever like person who came up with this idea, like what they imagine like computers would be or like the internet would be and like people who are like into computers. Like this is what it was. So like basically essentially he's having like a Zoom call with like his online girlfriend who probably is in her twenties. He's sixteen years old by the way. So yeah. child with an adult female I'm like a girlfriend. Anyway, um, and he's like trying to flirt with her, but he's not doing a good job because, again, he's 16 and he's kind of a goofball. And she's, he's like, oh, your office looks like a little bit different, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's a new job and everything. You know, you're, you're going to like it. And he's like, why would I like it? It's like, oh, because I'm the head of the game department or whatever, you know, something. And he likes, you know, computer games or whatever. And then she wants to, send him the game again send him a, a video game in 2000 with dial up dial up modems probably uh, not 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 you to mention not sending someone not video- to mention the fact that they're doing a video call with quality of like now like yeah. with with you know better quality than probably the zoom call that we're recording this podcast on right now yeah, yeah, just perfect. Uh, you know, twenty-one <laughs> years ago. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it. Well, nothing in this movie makes sense, any sense at all. Mm-hmm. So they end up, they end up really awkward conversation, um, where she kind of flirt, you know, flirts with them again, just really weird because it's like, why, why isn't an adult who's probably I, I doubt she's even in college because she's already got a job at some, you know, place or whatever. So she's probably out of college if she even went. Um, and he's so how do they even start talking to it? Whatever they never explain any of this. No, they don't. And by the way, she she turns out to be really important to the movie, and it, it makes even less sense once that part is revealed about her character of how this relationship even started. So yeah, um, it's. Yeah. Really, really interesting, and um, back to the uh, the audio of this movie. Yeah, really quick. Um, so one of the most recent movies that we covered was Sleepover, where it sounded like they redubbed the whole movie, so you could, so you could clearly hear the dialogue to the point where it sounded mm-hmm. sounded fake. This is like the exact opposite, like. <laughs> Like, they didn't even bother. Like, they could have redubbed this audio in the scenes that had bad audio. But, yeah. But then there was that whole love triangle going on that you talked about. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I have no evidence for whatsoever. But yeah. that's, that's my theory of what happened. Not, um, not, not to mention the fact that the person that mixes the audio is probably... All the audio is probably just one person, and there probably isn't a music person and a dialogue person that mixes the final well, audio. Yeah. <laughs> 
he had a love triangle with himself and someone else. So he, <laughs> he kept going back and forth. Like, oh, you screw you, I'm going to turn it off. The, the music up. Fuck you, no, I'm turning up the dialogue, man. And, you know, at some parts, you know, I'd rather have the music up because the dialogue was so bad, but then the music wasn't that great either, so then it's like... Mm, no, it was like generic, you know? generic um, Mission Impossible-sounding music. It was just so bad, but it, like... It was very repetitive. Yeah. The guitar solos were pretty shitty. I mean, it was, mm. yeah, not that good. Uh, so she says goodnight, and then he says, see you later, alligator, after she already hung up on him or whatever. Yeah. And she sends him the video game on a dial-up modem. Again, a fully functioning video game. And then it downloads while he's sleeping, which, again, dial-up modem, a video game. Uh Even with high-speed internet, if you're downloading a video game, it's going to actually take some time to actually, um, you know, get it downloaded all, all the way. So... I just don't buy it. That would have taken days for that thing to download. I mean, I'm, I'm nitpicking here, but... Cause but none of but, but this is a movie it. where everything, you know, is so futuristic. Because the the original name of the movie was Task Force 2001. So that was in the right. future of the movie. <laughs> exactly. So the movie was actually supposed to take place in 2001. But then they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I future don't know. of two thousand one, which, which, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> but so, um, so what else happens after he wakes up? He, his he wake, dog is with them or whatever. He wakes up. His dog Rocky, played by Twister. <laughs> the name of the dog is Twister. He gets a special credit in the in the opening credits too. The opening credits, yeah. by the way, seem to last like oh. forever. I know. Like I, I was I, I I wanted to fast forward through it, but I was like maybe I'll miss something. But I, was, I, I didn't. Yeah, I was actively getting pissed off because yeah. I was like, okay, usually there's no like a lot of movies too. They'll actually have like an opening scene first, and then they'll do the credits as stuff is happening in the beginning of the movie. No, yeah. we just gotta sit through five minutes of fucking dumbass computer graphics like Matrix bullshit. You know, with bad just, with bad music over the top of it too. If, at least yeah. the, if the music was better, it would have made more sense. Um, and it's like, how many people worked on this movie that it warranted five minutes of credits? By the way, the movie's only eighty minutes long. Yeah. So there's five minutes of intro credits, and then probably a few minutes of outro credits. So the movie itself is probably only seventy minutes long. I mean, like, yeah, which is good. Because yeah, I if it was any longer, I would have killed that. myself. Um, <laughs> the um, and it felt it felt like it was like about five hours long, though. Um, yeah, the um, so 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 uh, our um, our hero Andrew, played by Jeff Peterson, <laughs> wakes up as um, wakes up at uh, in the morning, and he's got a get to school to turn in his uh, term paper or some bullshit um he gets to he gets on he gets he, he uh there's like a whole scene where he's basically just talking to his dog and and you know and it's like he's having a a, a, a legitimate conversation with his dog <laughs> yep like the dog seems to understand too everything he's saying 
Um, of course. Um, I mean, this this is Twister playing Rocky. I mean, yeah. you know, so of course. Um, the dog's name is Twister. Okay. Anyways, um, so. <laughs> And they didn't he likes keep to it. Twist his tail like. And they didn't keep it as Twister in the movie. They should have just kept it as Twister. I'm sorry, but they changed the dog's yeah. name to Rocky, which is not a cool name. Um. Anyways. Um. Yeah. You know, it's it, I mean, it's it's cool, but it's not a cool name for a dog. But um, you know, yeah. it's a cool name for a boxer in a Sylvester Stallone movie. But um, yeah, you know, or the name of one of my mom's ex boyfriends. <laughs> but um, wait, right. what? <laughs> hear no dinner bell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> the um, the 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 movie continues here, and um, so so uh, Andrew gets to school. On the way to school, he gets accosted by some random bullies that are in the movie for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> because. They're just there because you need to make him feel like an underdog or something. Um, no pun yeah. intended to Rocky or Twister. Um, well, right, yeah. When I said underdog. Um, you know, that might be offensive to <laughs> dogs. I don't know. Um, the, uh, the, um, he gets to, gets to school late because these guys postpone him getting there. He gets an F on his paper because he turned it in late. There's a guy named Gary there, played by Thad Luckinbill, who was also in Sleepover. <laughs> as rapey boyfriend guy. And, um... Which is so weird, because I, I picked both movies and had no idea that, yeah. <laughs> that he was in <laughs> So, um... So, so, so Gary, um... Gary's there, and um, so is uh, Catherine, his female friend. They uh, they go off and have lunch, talk about how he's got like access to this really cool game and stuff, and from his from his you know college girlfriend or whatever. Um, <laughs> he they they all decide um, after school to go to the go to Andrew's house to play play this game called Mind Chaser. <laughs> which is a great name for a game. Anyways, um yep. They they're playing the game. They they're testing it out because you know video game companies just randomly let random teenagers test out their video games. <laughs> sure. <laughs> mhm. I mean, I I don't know if you yeah. I don't know if you remember back when um when I was younger, Matt, and we used to have all those uh, video games sent to us by Activision. They just let us, you know, try yeah. them all out on our on like, our on our computers with dial-up modems. Yeah. You know, here's Super Mario Brothers three. You know, it's supposed to be a secret. We'll just trust that you won't tell anyone that this is coming out, and just play mm-hmm. it for a while, and yep. you know, send us your notes or whatever, and yep. You know, this will work out. That's how it happens, you know. Yep. They don't actually have you go to their offices and test things. They just send them to you on dial-up modem yeah. that 
somehow I mean, miraculously you... send something overnight. Yeah. Why would you show up for work, mm-hmm. you know, where you can actually be monitored about what you're doing and, you know, report to someone when you could just do it at home when you're a teenager and, you know, talk to your old, you know, older woman girlfriend who's dating you as a child, um, you know, so. But, you know, sense. you know what? It's okay because it's a woman dating a younger man. Of course. Not a younger I mean, yeah, man, but I mean, a younger boy. Um, right. So that's perfectly well, we, fine. It's, it, it's, 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 yeah. not, it's not pedophilia at all. No, Anyways, no, um, no, no. No, yeah. no, not at all. <laughs> <clears throat> or concerning, you know. Um, so, I don't think they thought it through. They, like, with Uncle Buck, I don't think they thought any of this stuff through. Like, <laughs> no, like, like anything of this era. Um, so, yeah. We've got, um, so so, so Gary and Catherine and Andrew are playing the video game and they have issues with it. So he sends a, he sends a, a, a video call to, uh, to his, uh, college girlfriend. Um, and, uh, she, uh, she gets it later and then sends him some, uh, really cool hot mainframe access <laughs> to some government mainframe yeah because all of this makes <laughs> sense right mainframe what is what the like so many movies during that era had a main it was all about the mainframe like it like like so many of them like what the fuck is a mainframe like, <laughs> like even someone made a, i don't know i have no idea what a mainframe is what is it um like, is it just some big server? That That's what I'm thinking. Everyone, I mean, I don't know what that... That's what I'm pretty is. sure it is. Like, like okay, that's yeah, gotta yeah. be... So it's basically, he wants to... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what well, happens say, here? I'm just wondering if that's what it is, a big server. Yeah. <laughs> a mainframe is a large, high-speed computer, especially one supporting numerous workstations or peripherals. Okay. So... He needs that to play a computer Mm -hmm. game. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's also another another definition here is uh, it's the central processing unit and primary memory of a computer. Okay, so that's maybe maybe that's what he meant, but yeah. Still, it's a computer game. It's not like you need, you know, the most advanced computer in the world. To play this shitty mind chaser game. By the way, this game, the graphic, I mean, the loading screen just looked like terrible. Like, like there's no way that, like, yeah. Like, my computer probably can't handle it. I'm like, dude, if your computer can't handle that, then. Well, it was 2000. I play solitaire. True. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but, 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 anyways, anyways, they, they, they get this. They, he ends up getting the thing. Uh, Catherine goes home or something, and then the the Gary and Andrew are like they fall asleep at the computer. They wake up and you know they've got access to this hot mainframe, um, <laughs> and uh, which is a government mainframe. It then turns out that uh, at the same time we're discovering that the uh, 
this game is not really a game. It's some kind of war thing. That's all we know. There's no explanation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. This isn't a real game. This is a war game. Like, somehow connected to actual <laughs> military... something or other. I know about as much as I just said. So... Yeah. That's all they let you know. Um, so... Yep. We, uh... We got the, uh... Um... So, so Valerie, who's the college girlfriend, is, uh... Played by Sasha Spencer, is, uh... Basically taken hostage and made to work on the game by this bad British guy, Simon, played by Toby Rolt. <laughs> yeah. The, yep. the British guy you can't hear under under music. And, um... <laughs> Who uh, who kind of looks like a young Bradley Cooper? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. So um, the uh, oh yeah, he looked familiar though. I think I've seen him in other stuff. Um, yeah, <clears throat> he's been in a lot of things playing like bad British guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> the uh, so so what's going on next here, Matt? Uh, what's going on next? Well, I want to. I want to also go back a little bit here, just for a minute. So, like, his dad, Andrew's dad, is like obsessed with mailboxes for some reason. Like, he's like working on like this really special mailbox that he thinks is cool for whatever reason. And then, like, so there's a lot of like cool bike tricks in this movie. So, like, right after he says bye to his dad to go to school, he does like he pops like this wheelie. He's like, yeah. But then, like later on, there's like this whole scene where like all three of them are just like doing nonstop bike tricks, like like for no reason whatsoever. Like like they're not trying to like impress anyone or whatever. maybe just impress themselves. I don't know. But um, and it just goes on for like two straight minutes. Like and, oh yeah, by the way, so two backtracking just a little bit. So um, yeah, they they get um the the hot mainframe. You know, they get the government. Government main for again to play a computer game. Um, for some reason, Valerie decides to hack them in to a government computer. Again, a government computer, not a government that she has server. She has access yeah. to somehow. Somehow, yeah. And she decides to hook him up with a government. So she must like this guy a lot to be able just to give him this much, you know, mm. privileges in a government computer, and so. And somehow, by doing this, Kath, by the way, Catherine, like, they were trying to do this running bit where they would call her Cat, and she would correct everyone and say, I want to be called Catherine. Like, she told it to Andrew, and then she told it to Andrew's mom when Andrew's mom called her Cat. It's like, I prefer to be called Catherine. So, like, I guess that was, like, their attempt to, like, try to do some, like, quirky humor. But again, this movie... They try to, like, you know, it's one of those things where they just, they just, like, throw a bunch of, like, shit at a wall just to see what sticks, I guess. And, sorry, that was kind of a crude yeah. analogy, but well, that's kind of how I feel. And, uh, <laughs> and so they were trying to do the whole quirky thing. Like, I prefer to be called Catherine. Like, oh, okay. And then, so they, by the way, the parents leave to go, like, to, like, their aunt, his aunt's house or some shit. I don't know. So he has the house to himself conveniently during this weekend. And, um, and Catherine does something and she's like, does like the whole like 
feminist thing like let's see how what a woman could do or whatever like a woman could type a button on the computer like okay like i mean how is that any different whatever not gonna be into yeah mechanics but um and then somehow she started a laser show from satellites and like these lasers look violent i mean they're not like there's no violence but it's like Mm -hmm. i mean like it it looked kind of scary and jarring like how these lasers were like shooting down like and no one else in the town apparently noticed this or in the i know in the neighborhood like but but it does trigger the government the government finds out yeah about the laser show well i think they found out even before yeah she did that but but they did explain i did i did read the subtitles okay and i did they did explain where the lasers were actually coming from and it was something to do with satellites being defracted or def i don't know i forgot the word that they used but um so somehow the satellites were able to create laser effects some somehow yeah and then whatever and she's like crank up the music so they start playing like this generic rock music you know and then uh which was better than like the orchestral you know theme music of, of the movie but yeah so you know kudos whoever you know wrote that music but um so and Catherine's like always like dropping like these really really like heavy hits that she likes Andrew and Andrew is just like a complete fucking idiot like he never know like I don't think he's like even intentionally like ig- like ignoring what she's saying I think he's just that stupid that he doesn't know that she likes him like she called him a hunk um she um Gary um he called her girlfriend like like hey you're up girlfriend like you know she's like I'm not your girlfriend but then but then she said something like, oh, I'm available if, if Andrew wants one or something like that. And yeah. Andrew's like, oh, I'm going to talk to my college girlfriend. <laughs> you know, like a complete moron. And then, um, by the way, Andrew, or the actor who plays Andrew, is like, like, seems like he's really trying to channel Ryan Reynolds in this movie. Like, so like, but like Ryan Reynolds as in like the pizza shop show he was in back yeah. in the 90s. So like, two guys, more. a girl in a pizza yeah. shop. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of era of Ryan Reynolds, not yeah. Deadpool, not, not just Friends, not um, you know all the other cool shit that he's been in, like you know Green Lantern. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I love Ryan Reynolds. If you would like to be interviewed by us, I would really appreciate because I, I actually really love Ryan Reynolds a lot. Like he's like my he's like my same sex crush, dude. Actor crush. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I'm kind of rambling here. Do you want, do you want to take <laughs> you a might break? Be able to take me off the. You want to take yeah, a want to take a break here? Here, so. yeah. We'll take a break. We'll come sure. back and we'll uh, we'll finish the plot of this uh, glorious film here that we're covering called uh, Task Force Two Thousand One, aka Spy High. We'll be right back. <laughs> What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? 
Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. Matt, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to continue talking about this film. <laughs> do you choose to accept this? I do choose to accept this. All right, this message will self-destruct in five, oh, four, no. three, no. two. Okay. All right, I'll stop it. Okay, anyway, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, spy high. Okay, um, yep. so the next I thing... Think- the next major thing that happens is the government finds out that they're uh, in the government mainframe. <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. Some random... <laughs> some random dude um, that works for the government, for the CIA or something, finds out <laughs> about this, and then he... he he informs the kids that, you know, he, they, they run into him and he informs them that they need to work for him because there is such a high security at this place that he can't get any of his spies in anymore. <clears throat> and they won't suspect some random teenagers and a dog. <laughs> it's a service dog. You know, you know, like uh, uh, emotional. Oh, by the way, it's because it turns out Valerie is one of his agents. Yeah, that's why. Yep, Valerie. Yep, yep. Is that a, makes sense. Is a so... CIA agent <laughs> who's been flirting with a high schooler. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> for no reason, and it has nothing to do with the movie. Was it because she was like working him as like an asset? Nothing. No. <laughs> I just have a question for you, Matt. When you were in high school, <laughs> did you or any of your friends have a hot CIA agent girlfriend? Unfortunately, no. Um, you know, so, you know, I mean, I did I did have a, an older woman that was trying, when I was a freshman in high school, kind of creepy, was trying to, like, basically, like, like quasi-groom me. I mean, we only had a few conversations, luckily. But um, but no, I don't think she was CIA. So you know. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you know, there was. Was she yeah, FBI? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> NSA. Yep. Um, <laughs> Maybe NSA. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure. Uh, <laughs> Local cop. <laughs> um, <laughs> would have been. Well, no, that would not make sense. But <laughs> a mall security guard. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like like Steve Carell's character in uh, Sleepover. Yeah, uh. <laughs> or Paul Blart. Um, anyways, uh, the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, she's she's working for the CIA this whole time for some reason that's never explained. <laughs> um, so they decide that um that the 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 agent the CIA agent guy says that he needs to train them <laughs> over the course of like a couple of days yeah <laughs> to be a spy <laughs> yeah but but on top of that this is like a serious situation where this girl's being held hostage right <laughs> seems like a, a a you know like an urgent <laughs> matter to me and yeah. I know you need to kind of train these kids to what to do, but we're going to take a couple days and let her just sit there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, what else did she get? I mean, there's nothing you could do. You know, the HL, whatever it's called, you know, knows all the agents to the CIA, apparently, because they're that, they're that organized and powerful. And you can tell by these security guards. I mean, they look really tough. I mean, they... You know, holding these kids' arms as they're escorting them when they try to become game <laughs> testers. Be, I mean, like, yeah, this is like top-notch shit here. Like, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure this out too, is because the fact is that their only option to infiltrate this place is two nerdy dudes, a nerdy girl, and a dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Which I don't understand. How did Rocky get involved in this? Like, like, why, why did the guy make Rocky become a spy with the kids? Like, like Rocky was going to go to jail because so the dog was going to go to jail because the kids, well, again, the kids didn't even hack into the government mainframe. It was Valerie that did it for them. Well, so, well, he was in the room. Well, I guess so. So apparently. That's, <laughs> It's a new law from the, or maybe from the CIA from 2000, where if your dog was in the room when a crime was committed, then the dog goes, gets, gets in trouble too, apparently. So, yes. you know, I didn't realize that, but so Rocky is Don't now know. essentially doing community service. How many CIA. dogs I had that were arrested over the years, man. <laughs> I mean, it sucks, you know, I guess they, that's why they call the dog pound, so. Poor Sparky. <laughs> I miss him. Wow. Oh, by the way, did you... What's that? Yeah, I said I miss him. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did, did you catch the the line where the CIA guy goes, if this doesn't go right, no one no one might ever see you again. It's like, dude, they're like 15 years old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they can't even drive. It's and like, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> and they're all riding bikes and shit. It's like, dude... <laughs> Like, oh. That's that's dark, man. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you got to threaten them somehow, I guess. Oh god. Um, so <clears throat> yeah. So oh my god, his dialogue was so bad too. So, so they go through their uh, 
their training, and then they they have to hmm. go and infiltrate the the company as game testers. So they get into the building as game testers to try to break in yeah. and figure things out or something. I don't even know why they were there the first time. <laughs> Do you? Oh, he went there. Yeah, oh, 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 uh, they had to get a, there was a disc. Oh, yeah. That's in right. in um, Valerie's office that uh, Andrew had to try to get. Oh, yeah, she hit it. That's right before they, she got ca- captured. Yeah, she hit it. And the way she hit it, it was sitting behind a picture frame <laughs> on her on this thing behind her desk in the in the wide open. So it was really easy evil, to find. Evil British guy who's got a master plan, who has who knows all the agents in the CIA didn't think to look behind a picture frame to... Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even <laughs> hidden really well behind the picture frame. It was completely like next to the picture frame. It wasn't even really behind it. <laughs> right. Oh, God. So... Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, so... So Andrew gets this stupid thing. Um, <laughs> they... With the help of, of Rocky... Oh, yeah, of course. Because the real hero of this movie is Rocky, and mm-hmm. um, so they they go off. What, what else? What else happens here, Matt? What after, happens after that? I'm trying to remember. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm still kind of blank. So they get caught. Well, Andrew runs into Valerie first, and then she's like, "How how did you get in here, or whatever?" And he's like, "We're here to rescue you, or something." He's like, "We can't do that, or whatever." And then the British guy, I, I don't even know his name. Who cares? And then uh, Simon, he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." What's that? Simon. Is it Simon? That's right. Because he kept saying Simon says. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, trying to be clever and all this kind of bullshit. So like, by the way, just for just for like a really random tangent here, this this one would not take long. But um, so like the dialogue in this movie is so terrible. Like every time I try to do like a weird, funny, quirky joke, it just always comes out really stupid. So like, I just thought of one right now. So when they're at, they come to Andrew's house for the very first time. And as Andrew's parents are going to go to, you know, someone's sister's or whatever. And then they're like, we know the rules. No, da 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 no parties. And then for some reason, Gary goes, what about the Republican Party? Like, what is, like, is that a joke? Like, what does that even mean? It like, makes so, no sense whatsoever. It, it makes nothing. Like, there's no sense at all for it. Like, so, yeah, the Republican Party which has millions of members throughout the country, cannot fit inside a single house. Yes, Gary, you fucking moron. That cannot physically happen. Oh, my God. I hate that character so much. Anyway, so, and there were a few other lines, too, like when the bullies were pestering Andrew for the very first time when he got was late to class because of them. They were saying some weird shit where he's like, oh, lucky this school's the only place my parole officer won't find me. It's like, I think that would be the one place that you shouldn't be at in front of a school. Uh, <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? Um, anyway, so I just wanted to mention that really quick. All right, so um, they get kicked out. So now they got to have a new plan. And then the new plan is somehow they have to get a, like a security card, key card or whatever. But these cards are like 
specially made that they can't just be like copied willy-nilly because like it's actually like hardwired into like the circuitry itself or whatever as you do when you're like a british guy who's trying to create like wars around the world or brainwash people so you know you got really advanced you know tech at your disposal and so their plan is to like get like this weird like card duplicator machine oh yeah because their caa guy gave them like a card where they could just order anything they want for spy equipment as one does when 15 year olds are your spies they just give them carte blanche just to order anything that they want from the government yeah. so that's what they do yeah i mean makes sense and so they get this card duplicator machine but they have to get they have to get someone's card so there's like this really nerdy like stereotypical nerd science dude who works like ah computer guy you know whatever he just looks like that character you know character and then so for some reason he looks like the personification of a bad guy on inspector gadget <laughs> yeah yeah that's what he looks like yeah pretty much so he yeah, he's, like, one of these dudes who, like, has, like, a really set routine schedule. Like, that's just, like, part of his personality. And for some reason, he has to get an ice cream cone at exactly 12.30 p.m. every single day. But for some reason, he can't order it. The guy, A guy who works out there just has to be standing there waiting for him to give him the ice cream cone. Because apparently this guy, like, has special privileges for working for the evil British guy. So I guess like he doesn't have to stay in line or whatever. So he just has to show either, up. Either that, or it's, it's like, there either that or it's pre-ordered or something. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe this is be- like before Uber Eats. Well, hey, I mean this this movie apparently has 2021 technology for computers. Mm-hmm. So why not have you know Uber Eats type of technology? Why not? Let's just go with that. So he. He, and he also plays pinball from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on his break every day. So they got the idea. Okay, or Gary got the idea. How about I get inside the pinball machine, and then when when the guy's playing pinball, I'll essentially take the card that's like around his neck and take the machine and then stick the card in the machine while it's around the guy's neck but he has to get close enough so Rocky fucking Rocky Rocky's actually the best character in this movie to be honest he really is um, I mean he's the only one that doesn't fuck up throughout the entire movie so Rocky jumps on the guy's back which then makes him lunge forward and then Andrew lifts the guy's legs and he doesn't seem to know this is going on for some reason like I I don't know. I would feel someone lifting my legs personally. Maybe maybe it's just me, but I would um, feel that. So, and then Gary. By the way, this card duplicator takes two whole minutes to copy a card. So, and it felt like two minutes, just like the intro felt like forty-five minutes with the credits. This scene felt like a full two minutes of him copying the card because you know you need to be realistic. You know, you can't just film it and make it seem like no. We got to make sure that it takes full two minutes to copy this goddamn key card. And then somehow, oh, that was, the guy got, like, his highest pinball score ever because of fucking around or whatever. So he's, like, jubilant. Like, oh, my God, my pinball score, blah, 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 you know, whatever. And he goes off and then, you know, tell his boss about his great pinball score. Then the, the British boss will just, you know, basically berate him for being stupid, whatever, because he's a mean, mean guy. 
and then they get the card, and then what, I forgot what happens after that. What do they do after that? Um, they they sneak back into the building. Um, the way that they do it. Oh, oh, there was like a scene first where they were figuring out how they're going to get through into the mainframe to do something or other. <laughs> and the mainframe, yeah, yeah, and, and they had like a uh, virtual mainframe. Like this guy put on these virtual glasses. Andrew did. And he could see everything in the room that was there, like in this great technology with these great CGI effects there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was 2000, so I can't really blame him. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that scene was weird and kind of pointless. Um, yep. Then they. Uh, then they. they uh, Oh, oh, they 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 get they break back into the place. Um, they have this technology now that Gary can wear this thing on his face. These like little, <laughs> these little like uh, doodads that he sticks to his face that can change the way he looks. So he makes himself look like that that uh, that nerdy scientist guy. And yeah. they've got his key, and they're he's sneaking around the building, runs into the. Runs into Simon a couple times, eventually gets caught. I'm speeding through this a little bit because a lot of the shit that happened there was just pointless. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, while this is going on, um, Rocky and Andrew <laughs> are Bruce Willis in it into the. Um, in, in, into the, um, the air ducts of the building. And um, they. They break into the room, you know, sort of Ethan Hunt style from uh, <laughs> from Mission Impossible One, um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, for some odd reason he needed to have the dog with him when he did this. I don't even understand that. Oh yeah, and by the way, the dog has yeah. his own equipment well, now Rocky. too. Ro- Ro- Rocky, yeah. Rocky has like a, <laughs> a, a super spy vest of some sort that they ordered for him. Um, <laughs> They, he goes in there and he and he gets something out of the machine, of the mainframe. I don't even know what the fuck he was doing, because they didn't even really explain it. Um, <laughs> he, uh, or if they did, I zoned out. Um, <laughs> because this movie was so riveting, I couldn't not pay attention. Um, anyways, the <laughs> it was too much going on. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. So complicated. Um, the uh, <clears throat> they they escape through that. But I mean, Simon almost stops him, but then Rocky licks his face, <laughs> and they get out of there. Mm-hmm. And then um, and and then he goes down the down the, uh, on a skateboard. He's he's getting pulled by Rocky through the air ducts <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Um. Yeah. This movie hurt my head, Matt. Um. <laughs> All the great ones do, so you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it made me want to watch um Tooth Fairy Two again. <laughs> yeah, we, we could do that. No. We should start. No. <laughs> we, yeah. No, we should we should start re reviewing some of our old like classics 
or, or we we could call it like an all two rewind or I don't know. And then um, we'll, we'll talk about. It. But then like what we'll do though is we'll actually review the review, not the movie itself. Oh, okay. so we'll just talk about what we talked about during the review, and like yeah, we're, you know, right here we talked about like this and some other bullshit or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, because that that would be riveting for our listeners here, Matt. Well, it's it's better than Spy High, which is this is my pick. I picked Sleepover and Spy. So for the best two two out of the four podcasts we've done this week are mine, and they're complete bullshit movies. (laughs) It's okay. Um, So we've got um, so so basically they escape from this place, get all the shit they need out of there, or whatever. And then, um, somehow, um, Simon got a hold of Cat as well, Catherine as well. I don't even remember how that happened. How did he get Catherine? Yeah, I don't remember. Um, she was, um, she, oh, she was with, um, Valerie, um, Wait, no, yeah, no, the, sorry, they were in prison together. I forgot how she got... That's how what I'm saying, got, I, I, I don't know how he... But somehow he's yeah. got both He's got both Vath, Valerie and Catherine mm-hmm. held hostage now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they gotta, you know, get them both out of there. And um, so he... So, so Andrew contacts Simon, and Simon says that they'll do a, you know, a, a they'll, they'll, they'll do a switch for the for the whatever he got out of the mainframe and then the, and then the girls. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. He, um, so, so, so they say that we need to meet at the house <laughs> in front of Andrew's house for some reason. A residential neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> like you do. Yep. Um, anyways. Like do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, there's a whole situation where the nerdy guy shows up there. <laughs> Turns out the nerdy guy is actually Gary, dressed up <laughs> as the nerdy guy. Oh yeah, when when he showed up, he also hit the he hit the dad's mailbox with his car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 um, Andrew's like, oh no, my dad's mailbox. Because that's what you're worried about at this moment. Anyways, exactly. um, so. He, <laughs> he 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 uh, he comes back. Um, basically, they they get, Gary get, gets into the system, and then um, Andrew's got all the information on some kind of thing around his wrist, and he's able to uh, basically bankrupt Simon, so he doesn't have any money anymore. <laughs> they they let the girls go or whatever, but at one point he's trying to stop. He he says he says. But you didn't account for this or something, and he pulls out a gun. <laughs> and he goes to shoot this teenager. <laughs> My head hurts, Matt. Um, and then uh, <laughs> the um, he goes to shoot him, and uh, the dog saves his life. Rocky. Rocky to the rescue. And... Um, <clears throat> So they shoot the doggy. I know they shot Rocky, and then, and then, then everything is emotional scene too. It was so emotional, and then Catherine's crying, and Andrew's crying, and 
Everybody's crying. It was so sad. And the doggy, the doggy wasn't moving. Right. And then I the dog, and then the dog moved, and everything was fine. He barked. Yeah. Yep. Rocky, mm-hmm. this bulletproof, and you could sort of hear it because you know over the music again, which is blaring. It was like Catherine's, like the. That's the other thing that the thing that annoys me. Okay, there's a couple things about Catherine that annoy me. Okay, first off, she's really cute, but that's beside the point. Anyways, um, <laughs> and she may be a better actress now that she's you know older, but right, she's got that quirky you know she type of you know whatever. She yells every single one of her lines. I know. <clears throat> and yeah. And, 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 and delivery the, was weird. The delivery was weird. Plus, she gives like exposition with like almost all of her lines, like mm-hmm. explaining what happened, like totally, like like right. like like yeah. Oh, Rocky was saved because he's wearing because that vest he's got on is bulletproof. <laughs> it's like thanks for explaining to that right. to us because we never would have guessed that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. Like but, we but, know this but that's just one of the times that she does that. But like every single line of hers is like some kind of exposition. It's just yeah. yeah. It's like the only reason her character exists. <laughs> yeah. Um. Right. Besides, I liked the, your character. I, yeah. Yeah. She just didn't deliver her lines well. Um. Anyways, that was just me. But it, but no, but not like anybody else delivered their lines any better. Not gonna like Gary was pretty bad with his line. Yeah. <laughs> so was Andrew. So was Valerie. Yeah, pretty much, and the CIA guy. Yeah. Everyone. Catherine. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Valerie. Val Valerie was probably the best out of all of them. Yeah. As far as delivery, Simon but, was okay. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, yeah. So 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 they basically everything's fine. The next day, they uh. Everything's cleaned up and everything, and, and oh yeah, and uh, Andrew realizes that Catherine likes him. Finally. <laughs> yep. After like the thousand, hint, I wouldn't even call them hints, really. Like more like slap against the head. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like it just like calling him a honk, um, saying, "Oh well, I'm available if Andrew's looking for a girlfriend." I mean, that that's not even a hint. That's that's literally. Um, just flat out saying, "Hey, I want to date you." Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, but he was too obsessed with this, you know, overage college, you know, older woman girlfriend who was a CIA agent, who again should know better. I mean, not just from a moral perspective, but you're working for a government agency, so you have to suspect that you're probably going to be monitored, just because that just is what comes with the job, like not. Not even if you're being suspected of doing any wrong. Yeah. I'm pretty so sure I, after the movie, she was sent to jail for... <laughs> right. For prepos- so propositioning just, a minor. And, yeah, I'm just um, yeah. thinking, like... <laughs> like, that's not smart on her part. No. Um, to be just talking to some random... And even if he was the one that first messaged her, like an AOL or whatever, yeah. fine. But then it's like, hey... I'm a bit older than you. I don't think we should talk. There you go. End, end yeah. it. It's over. Uh, but, you know, you don't have to be having this prolonged, weird friend. Also, by the way, so it reminds me about that. So the reason why Catherine was finally able to get Andrew's attention, even after she literally told him 
that she was available if he wanted a girlfriend because that wasn't strong enough of an indication that she wanted a relationship with him. And so when they, when she was prison, in prison with Valerie, you know, she doesn't like Valerie. The whole time she's, like, always giving her the cold shoulder. It's like, hey, you know, Valerie, you know, type of thing, you know. And then she's like, look, oh, she did a total exposition with that. She even literally said, let me just spit it out so we don't have to dance around this or whatever, but great. So she's going to just reveal the whole subtext you know like um yep because you gotta write it and that show she's it. like anyways um <laughs> or do both in this movie exactly and then valerie's like yeah valerie's like oh well we're just friends or whatever and, and it's like you might know that but andrew andrew you know has a huge crush on you and valerie's like yeah i know it's like if you know then like why are you doing that, this like, nothing is gonna happen like tell him that nothing's gonna come from this. Like she's it, totally taking advantage oh of this poor kid. Like, <laughs> I know. And again, it's like I don't think any of this is malicious. It's just they don't think like the sleepover Uncle Buck TV show. It wasn't like they were intentionally doing some weird thing. It was just they didn't think any of it through. Like how, like for example, the the sound tech guy who's probably twenty one years old is suddenly dating a fourteen year old named Yancey. Again, Yancey. Heard of Nancy? Never heard the name Yancy before. Maybe it's a unique name. I don't know, but I never heard yeah. anyone called Yancy. So, anyways, <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, no, I know I'm kind of pick, nitpicking the weird parts here, but but uh, uh, oh yeah, and and I forgot the way the movie ends too is the the uh, the CIA agent that's been helping them. Um, basically comes onto the computer at the end of the movie after they erase the last copy of Mind, uh, what was it? Mind whatever. Mind Scraper? I don't, Mind even, remember <laughs> I don't even remember. Mind anymore. Scraper? I don't no. remember the name. But, um, Mind Chaser, maybe? Mind Ch- there it is, yeah. Mind Chaser. Yeah, they, they, they erase <laughs> the last copy and then he comes on the screen and says, says, uh, there's a, I have a mission for you guys if you want. Like, this was setting up either like a TV series or a or a movie series that never happened. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm surprised thank that didn't happen. God. Um, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it ended. Um, do you want to take a break, Matt, and then talk about some reviews and stuff with this movie? <laughs> yes, sure. We'll be right back, folks. It's the ninja from the Asked Angry Ninja Show saying, come listen to the show. We got the ninja wife to give you your movie reviews. We got the conscript to give you the ninja news. And we got the battle to talk about your sports. And as always, it is the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. So ask me a question. We'll give you the ninja knowledge you need for your ninja life. Search for us anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show and enjoy the show. And we are back. So, we forgot to mention one thing here, Matt. What was that <laughs> that we forgot to mention about the plot? <clears throat> well, it was like, actually, you know, we got hung up on Catherine's delivery in the mailbox. Oh, delivery in the mailbox, that's funny. And, um, <laughs> you know, forgot to mention the main part of the movie is that the video game itself was the weapon that the evil British guy was trying to create war for. Which, yeah. again, actually, I'm not sure how it was going to create war, because the game was supposed to be a mind-control game that would just make people do whatever that the game wanted them to do. So, 
why would that necessarily lead to war? Unless he just wanted people to go to war with each other by mind I don't know, he had this whole idea that he was going to be able to say, Simon says this and people just do it. Um, Yeah, Simon says, get it. um, Yeah, so we forgot to mention that pivotal part of the whole movie by focusing on the mailbox and the the computer games and the the exposition and the music being too loud for the, the dialogue. Anyway, yeah. So that was that was Mind Scraper, Mind Chaser, whatever bullshit name it was. And um, yeah, yeah. So here are some reviews from the Internet Movie Database about this movie. There, are, guess how many reviews of this movie there are on IMDb, Matt? And the. Four fifty, maybe fifty. Yeah, two. There's two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the first one is a four out of ten. Um, one step up from a home movie is the headline from <laughs> from Captain Nemo. Um, this was posted on August tenth of two thousand five. Very amateurish, slightly dull spy comedy. Tries hard, but the casting is strictly off the street. Whatever that means. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, probably just random people off the street. Yeah. Um, yeah. The writing is schizo, which is kind of a... I don't like that word. But anyways, yeah. um, we're just... But I'm just reading what they said. So, just letting yeah. you know. Um, one character goes from being a straight D student to a computer nerd in a blink... Uh, the the scene when they are using Intellivision controllers to play a Macintosh game is a strain on the Gimme a Break monitor, whatever that meant. Not awful, but not painless either. Even the British villain is from the John Travolta school of acting. Every line is um, delivered as if he had gas. Um, the lady in distress is very pretty until we see her in the flesh. Whatever the fuck that means. What? I still thought she, I don't know. <clears throat> okay. She she then gets less and less attractive as the movie wears you down. What? What are you even talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Catherine, on the other hand, gets prettier as the seconds trip on by. Uh... Okay, she's 15. Uh, well, the, act- the actress playing her probably was like 20-something. When I don't know when. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, 35. Yeah. She was 53. Um, anyways, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, that was a 4 out of four out of 10. Then we have another one, um, a 1 out of 10 from California Boy 45693. Written on December 1st of 2018. It's a 1 out of 10. And he <laughs> says, This movie is god-awful. A storyline a 6th grader could come up with. Trash <laughs> visuals. Acting was worse than home movies. And the lines were so bad. I would rather bash my head into a wall than watch this sad excuse of a movie again. Uh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So those are the two reviews we have. That's it. Two. <laughs> do we have any reviews from like other websites or just like um, you know? Like... I do have. I found some. 
I found some uh, more reviews here. Um, it was uh, on Amazon. Um, okay. Okay. So we have a f- four out of five review here. Oh wow! Okay. From <laughs> from Ninja Funster. <laughs> this was written on May twenty fourth of twenty nineteen. Um. It's like um, low budget, but hilarious and cute and great fun. Although low budget, this film was carefree in its way that it went ahead to have fun rather than trying too hard to be streamlined and pretentious. It was fun in a way that it was meant to be fun for teens, like a teen reading book. In that sense, it was very carefree and not tied down by pretentious chains that many films are tied down by. So it has a freedom (laughs) in it that exists that some films don't have in that regard. It's really hilarious, fun, and cute. Wow. Okay, so did one of the actors' moms write that review or something? Um, Yeah. Because what... If freedom, yeah, freedom to be bad, I guess. Um, I mean, no offense to anyone who worked on this film. You know, mm-hmm. you found you found work on a film that's <clears> awesome. <throat> yeah. You know? I mean, not everyone can do that. Not so everybody makes that's movies. Great, that's cool. But mm-hmm. right, but you know that this movie was not good. So just you know, I'm just saying, you know it. Just like Trump says, you know it. I know it. If you flip, sorry, I hate to quote Trump, but um, yeah. <laughs> But, you know. Uh, so here's another four one. Four out of five. Yeah, here's a one out of five. Okay, good. By Queen's Boy. Written on November 13th, 2017. Um, watching someone lance a boil would be more entertaining. <laughs> it's not as easy as you think to, for a film to be bad in every way. So kudos to the people who made this for doing what I thought was impossible. Um, here's a five out of five. Oh my god! Written in on November seventeenth of twenty seventeen by Panda. Um, excellent movie. This was a well-made movie with a great plot. The acting of all the actors in the movie was excellent. The videography was excellent. The sets and costumes were excellent. The plot was interesting. The characters were likable and interesting. The dialogue was very good. How wonderful for a movie to have this quality. I think he's being trolling. I know. The language language was clean, and there were no inappropriate innuendos. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, he's, he's, this person's trolling. This uh, this movie deserves a five-star rating. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. It might be the same person, because you've read a few comments in a, a few of the other movies we've reviewed where the person's, like, obviously being sarcastic, like, you know. Yeah, and, the, and then there's one more review on Amazon. There's only four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... This was by Amazon customer. <laughs> they didn't want to. They didn't even want to say their name. 
This was August <laughs> August thirteenth of twenty seventeen. Um, bad acting movie. This movie made no sense. It was a cheap, low budget, bad acting movie. Not worth wasting an hour of your life on this. That's why this movie only cost a dollar ninety nine because they knew it was trash when they made it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they did. Um. Anyways, Matt, would you recommend this movie to anyone? <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually would. You know, it, it's a perfect movie to like, you know, post post COVID quasi quarantine or whatever. Like, you know, to make fun of. Like, like I, I really think that's gonna come back. Like, I, I know that was like seen as like a college thing or like a post high school thing. A lot of people would do, but I really think watching movie bad movies is gonna thing that I, I just I don't know. Maybe it's just because we do it all the time. Well, it's like maybe not you know projecting, but like like our our previous guest Jonah Ray was part of the Mystery Science Theater three thousand reboot, and you know so we always have that every every once in a while come back, you know, something like that. So, you know, where yeah. you, you watch bad movies and talk about them. So, yeah. right. So, yes, I would, I would actually really recommend like you get in the, again, you know, safely, but like get together with some friends or your family or whatever. And like, this would be a bad movie. Cause like, there's a lot of bad movies that like are, aren't fun to watch. Just bad. This movie it's just hilariously terrible. I mean, like everything, like that one guy, uh, one person said, like literally everything about it is bad. Like the music sucks, and the music is too loud, so you can't even hear the bad dialogue and writing, which you know might be a, a plus. Who knows here and there? Like, um, but like the very first, but very Panda first dialogue said, we but, even see in the movie. But Panda told us that the movie was excellent, and the videography was excellent, and the sets and <laughs> costumes were excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, he said excellent three times, so yeah. he's obviously being sarcastic, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> or, or or needs a th- or needs a thesaurus. Um, yeah, he needs to he needs to you know increase his vocabulary a little bit. Yeah, uh, not not the most loquacious ooh five dollar word right there uh, person, but um, I'll pay I'll pay you. But yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, I'll pay you. Okay, thank you. I, I can use the money so. <laughs> Well, we both could. By the way, we both could use the money, so yeah. we really would appreciate if, it. If, if you, you want to pay to our Patreon, <laughs> yeah. If you want to pay Matt for that for that word, go to our Patreon. <laughs> it's it's going to be in the show notes. Just just click that link and yeah, donate <laughs> to help yeah. us keep doing this. Loquacious, you know. yeah, loquacious. Yeah. And you know what? If you don't, like if, if you donate, Matt will. Give you another five dollar word for free. Yes, every episode I, I will learn a new like fancy word, and I'll, I'll, I'll just spread it throughout the you know the episode or yeah you know so for every five dollars I'll I'll add in a, a second word so like yeah if you pay me like a hundred dollars I'll just be saying all kinds of fancy shit throughout the episode so um, Matt, Matt yeah. Matt will sound Matt will sound pretentious like this one person thought other films are. So, um, because <laughs> this movie was not pretentious at all, um, but it was really pretentious that they actually thought that this was an intelligent movie and that people would actually think it was the people in it were, or the act the characters were in it, not 
not disparaging the actors. Oh, there you go, second one. That's not a, that's more of like a two fifty word. Yeah, but, um, I was gonna say that's maybe not, like a dollar yeah. fifty. Yeah. I would say a dollar fifty word. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, it's not. It's really not. But unfortunately, a lot of people in our country aren't that anyway. So, um, like, if we were in like some fancy like colonial time. That would just been like a, a five cent word. Yes. But, you know, we, we, whatever. So technically, I'm not even really using that big of word, whatever. Mm-hmm. Bigly, bigly of words, as Trump yes. would say, you know, favorite word, bigly. And um, that's okay, Matt, because we're all entitled to our own idiosyncrasies. We are. Oh, I like that one too. Yes. Um, that's my favorite big word. Anyways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good one i like it so um, i like this movie so much oh yeah i love it i love it mike it's it should have won the oscar in 2000 or 2001 oh geez yeah well several oscars i mean you know writing acting cinematography effects those were all those were all excellent by the way they were yeah excellent of course excellent times three yeah excellent (laughs) Thrice excellent. Ooh, thrice. Now we're getting into yeah. some really, um, by the way. You're giving these away rock- too, for free, man. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I got, I, I'm not a really smart business person. I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta sort of, um, intersperse those. Oh, there's another one. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh Matt. Yes, Matt. Mike. Yes. Oh. oh, boy. Your determinedness to, you know, keep doing this is just anyway. So, um, make sure you, uh, check out our links that we have in the show notes. Um, check out our Patreon. Um, let us know what you thought of this movie. Uh, send me a message at Mike at cullenpark.com or go to our Facebook group, the all Too real Two podcast group. Um, you know, check out the Cullen park, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, check out ColinPark.com. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if this is still during the pandemic, make sure you wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And wear a condom. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.